Welcome to the K2 Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Kelly. Every week, I'll be sitting down with a sales executive where they'll share their stories and experiences that produce game-changing results. Let's be honest, sales can be a tough game. I'm sure at some point, we've all delivered a less than stellar demo, been ghosted by a client or two, and sometimes maybe we did more talking than listening. And that's where I can help. The stories and insights our guests share can be applied to your own business, your territory, or with your team, so you're not reinventing the wheel. Our weekly tactics and strategies help you get out of your head and start creating your own path towards game-changing results. Welcome back to the K2 Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Kelly. Now, it is the last episode of 2022. It's Boxing Day, that time we're recording this. And, you know, upon reflection, I have to think about what a year it was. It showed us how resilient we were. We are as humans, as children. And then 2022, we're starting to reemerge and seeing new trends and, and kind of seeing where this pendulum is going to land. So for the last episode of the year, I'm going to share the top five highlights or lessons learned um, of 2022. And I could probably list 20. And these are the top five that came to me in no particular order. The hope is that it gives you some some guidance, a bit of a framework that I've developed and I've learned the hard way. Um, So the first one I would say is listen to your gut. And a lot of people, you know, they have an idea, they have a thought, and then they're perhaps in a group setting even on a Zoom call, and they hold their punches. And sometimes I see this more in women than men. And I would say, if, if I were to ever get a tattoo, it would say, to thine self be true. And whatever you're feeling, like that unsettling feeling in your gut, that sixth sense, listen to it. It's telling you something. It's telling you to lean in. It's telling you to you know, execute on this thought. It's telling you to ask the question. And when we don't listen to our gut, we leave with re- regret and resentment. And so I just think it's it's not going to go away. It's going to keep on circulating and it's going to get louder. So listen to your gut. It's, it's, it's there to tell you something. And a lot of times, you know, we conform to the group. You know, we might have an idea and then someone says it better. And you're like, hey, you know, maybe that's, you know, that's going to go better. No, own it. That was your idea. And even if they don't take it, Practice getting your voice out there. Practice speaking up, but definitely listen to your gut. And I can tell you in my lifetimes, I didn't. And, you know, and I learned the hard way, but the times I did, first, I was so proud of myself for just saying like, yeah, you, you thought that and you did it. And even if it was wrong or if it, it took you two extra steps, who cares? Because you had the courage, the bravery to go against the gradient. And you weren't a yes person. You just said, no, it's not what I believe. I'm going to go this way. And kudos to you. So first one, listen to your gut. The second one is, you know, we are the average of the five people you surround yourself. And if you're a solopreneur, an entrepreneur, working a small team, you know, look, look who those team members are. Are they people that you, that inspire you? Are they people that perhaps have been or are where you are trying to get? Are they future forward thinking? Do they make you better, curious, uh, braver, vulnerable? Because a lot of times we play it safe. And, you know, these are the people that have always been in our circle. A lot of times it's past thinking where, you know, we're, we're reminiscing the good times. And, and while that's fun, we need to be moving forward. So I would, I would challenge you to say, are the five people you surrounding you, yourself with, 
are they are they good people? Are they role models? And are they getting you closer to where you want to be or further apart? Um, and I would also say, you know, this is business speaking, life speaking, but also is there a safe space there that if you're going through something that you feel comfortable enough to disarm with them and really, you know, get vulnerable and you need help. And sometimes it's a sounding board, but sometimes you need guidance and you need help. And is this a safe space to get that that support from? And I think it's very, very, very important. The third one is to take a pause. And, you know, a lot of when you think on LinkedIn and all the terminology and the hustle and the bro culture, and I've been in sales for over 20 years. That was the grind. It was the grind. And I, how do you say that? I grounded out. I grinded it out. I don't know <laughs> past term there, but I, I grounded out a lot. And so I just think it's tiring. It's exhausting. And who are we kidding? Like a lot of times it's slowing down to speed up. And when we're going at such a quick space, sometimes we're running away from something and we're not running towards something. And we have to look at why are we running so fast? Are we afraid to slow down because we're afraid what we might see? Are we afraid to look around us and realize that what we're searching for is right in front of us, but we're going so fast. And when you really dissect that, there might be an element of, am I deserving of this? Am I worthy of this? And so when we can take a pause and just take our foot off the gas, we get perspective, we can reset, and we just, we're not so tired and fatigued. Any piece of machinery that's, all, that's operating all the time, like it's going to burn out. So how can we just come back with clear eyes, with a clear vision, with letting go of anything, you know, think about a cold call or, you know, a meeting that didn't go your way. Even a, a reset during the day. Can you go take a walk for 10 minutes? I'm not saying take a week off, but can you reset and really take a pause to reflect and just ask yourself, you know, what part of that did I play? What part of that was in my control? And just starting asking yourself these questions that allow you to see who you really are, like where your thoughts are coming from. Get introspective. And I think so often our foot is on the gas and that's the environment we're in. You know, we got to grind it out. We got to burn it out. It's like, no, you, you will burn it out, but not in a good way. And so I would say, uh, take a pause and and just and, and enjoy it. When you're, when you're taking the pause, you're taking a break from whatever it is, even if it's a day off and just going for a walk, going to the beach, doing whatever fills your cup, be present and be mindful and turn off everything so that when you do come back, you're fully reset and you're fully recharged and, and be guilt-free. It's like people, you know, I go out with them and they're having dessert and all they're talking about is how many calories. Well, then don't eat it because you've just killed the joy of eating that chocolate cake. If you're going to eat it, eat it. Same thing. If you're going to go be guilt-free, be unapologetically guilt-free and enjoy the time off. Surround yourself. Laugh. Have fun. Be childlike. We're so serious. Sales is it's meant to be fun. It's connecting. It's helping people solve a problem or, or meet a goal. It's fun. Let your personality come through. But when we're so under the gun and we put such high expectations, you know, definitely we need expectations, but to the extreme where we're not even able to show up in, in a fun, natural way, We've, we've robbed, we've robbed ourselves of the joy of sales. So take a pause. Absolutely take a pause. The fourth one, and actually these weren't in order, but if it were in order, I would probably say this is the first one. And it's to be always working on your mindset. 
especially in the last two years. And what we're seeing, you know, is, is burnout is real. And, you know, everyone's trying to normalize and destigmatize. And to an extent, we're, we're definitely making, you know, an improvement. But we have it within our own control. So what can you do every day that's going to increase your outlook, your mindset, your optimism? You know, can you listen to podcasts? Can you journal? Can you, um, and on, you know, meditation, all the, maybe that's not for you, but what can you do that keeps you operating in a place of optimism, of good energy, so that when things are down, you're not spot, you're not a vortex spiraling down the drain. You're not so influential that if anything's bad, you're already kind of on the ledge and it will take you. So how can you shift your mind? And as Tony Robbins, change your state. We are all energy. And really when we're in a funk or we're, um, our mindset's off, it's the energy's trapped. So the first thing is change your state, get up, walk around and just remove yourself, create some distance in between whatever it is you're doing. But mindset is so important. And so every course I teach, every program, I always start with mindset because especially in sales, when you think of what we're trying to do, we are trying to invite our audience to consider a different way of, of doing the job they're doing today. And there's got to be an element of conviction there. And if we don't believe in ourselves, how can we ask our audience to believe in ourselves? And they won't, and they see right through it. So how can you get that self-belief, that's, that self-worth? And it's get in, get in front of your mindset. And, and one thing I see so often it is it will ruin you is comparisonitis. And so when you're on social media and you see someone who they is, you know, perceiving to have it all together and, you know, you're thinking, well, God, I wish I had that many followers. I wish I was making that much money. I was, wish I was closing this many deals. Like you can't do that. All you can do is compare yourself to who you were yesterday or who you were. How can you incrementally get better? Because it's learned, you know, even the confidence is a learned skill. And so when you compare yourself to others, you are setting an un- you will never achieve that. And it's just going to continue to exasperate the, the negative state you're in. So compare yourself to the older version of you. That's it. And how, where you were yesterday and how you're continuing to, to climb through that. And I'll just tell you a quick story about how confidence is a skill and it is learned. I have two young kids, a six and an eight-year-old, and they started taking piano lessons, I'm going to say four to five weeks ago. They're very junior into it. I played my whole life and um, I love it. And so the teacher says there's going to be a recital and my son was going to sing and play. He's the eight year old and my daughter was six and she's going to play. And so I remember just wondering, I wasn't really concerned about the piano, but I'm thinking, how are they going to get up in front of this audience? How are they going to walk up to the stage? How are they going to be poised? Are they going to be nervous? Like, what are they feeling? And the whole time I kept on saying, uh, hey guys, how excited are you? Like I never said nervousness. I said, how excited are you? I'm like, you guys got this. I'm so excited to celebrate you. And it was always optimism. And I was waiting for the, but mommy, I'm really nervous. And it never came. And they both walked up there head high and they crushed it. I, I wouldn't have been that, that little kid. I wouldn't have, but I know it. But their whole life, that's all they know is me in the background, you know, never introducing doubt because physiologically in the body, anxiety and excitement produce the same effect. It's the brain. We have to trick the brain. So when you say I'm, I'm nervous, the body responds into nervousness. But when you flip it and you say, I'm excited, that's what you are. And so if you are an adult and you're feeling the same way, whether it's getting in front of, you know, on a demo, a live demo, a virtual demo, if you're calling on the C-suite, 
you know, how can you have that sense of self-belief? Say, I got this. Whatever that talk is, I got this. And and, and it's, I I know a lot about my product, my solution. They know a lot about, especially the C-suite, the CFO, the CMO, whoever you're talking to, they know a lot about their world. But they need the information I have to make a decision. So I'm needed here. So we have to believe that and go in with that excitement versus anxiety. And the fifth one is consistency. And, you know, in everything we do, we have to be consistent. And so I remember this time last year, I read, highly, highly recommend uh, this book of James Clear, Atomic Habits. And I think at this time of the year, everyone is trying to go through the, you know, what am I going to continue? What am I going to stop? And what I'm going to add to my regime. And his was all about what I loved about this is it wasn't, he wasn't comparing or really focusing on the outcome. So if it was a weight loss journey, if it was a sale, he was, because that's a lagging indicator. He was looking at the consistency. So celebrating that you did your 15 minutes of prospecting, that you went to the gym for 20 minutes, whatever that is, and rewarding the activity or the behavior. Because he says that, you know, when you miss a day, you're creating a new behavior. And that's pretty much a behavior, an act- activity of, of not doing something. So how can we get consistent? And, you know, consistent is especially important in the days that you don't feel like doing that. Okay. So the days you wake up and you realize I got a cold call today, I got a, you know, outbound prospecting, which we all need to be doing every day. But how can you even align your energy with the time, with the activity you have to do? So if you're creative, you have a lot of energy in the morning, fire those out then. Okay. If you're an afternoon person, fire them out then in the afternoon, but consistency with content, consistency with your message. Even when you look at, you know, how you're showing up as a person, consistency with your sleep, consistency with your self-talk, hydration, you know, your, 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 what you're consuming. Like we have to be consistent across the board. And I think what happens when we don't is we break promises to ourselves. So we're saying we're going to do something and there's an incongruence and we don't. And over time, we start eroding self-belief, self-trust and self-worth. So how can we be consistent? And it, it might be 10 minutes and that's it. But you've done it. Your body is, you can check off that list because you're like, I showed up, I did it. You know, maybe it was meant to be an hour, but today I could only do 20 minutes, but you didn't miss the activity. And so a lot of, a lot of times we're playing it over in our head and we're beating ourselves up for 20 minutes about how we don't want to go to the gym or how we don't want to pick up the phone. Well, all that time we're beating ourselves, we actually could have done the activity. So get out of your head and just really create these consistent habits that allow you to show up every day, irrespective of what's going on. And as I said, especially the days you don't want to. And think about any time you've not wanted to do something. If you lay out your running clothes and it's raining, you're like, oh God, or snowing or whatever it is. But once it's done, you feel like a million bucks. And we all know that feeling. So it's just almost flip the script and say, well, what am I going to feel like after that's going to propel me forward? So consistency is absolutely key in everything we're doing. Posting, and really just creating standards for ourselves that make it easy to automate so that we're not letting ourselves down. Um, so those are the five things, folks. Again, perhaps you some of them resonate with you and, and maybe not. There's many, many more lessons, but these are the five that stuck out to me. If it helps you at all, then, then great. And if not, then <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> maybe next year I'll pick a different five. But just in quick summary, you know, the, the five areas that have stood out to me as areas that I really focus on are number one, listen to your gut. 
Number two, you are the average of the five people you surround yourself with, so choose wisely. Number three, take a pause. Take your foot off the gas for a moment. Number four, always be working on our mindset. And number five, consistency in everything we do. So whatever holiday you're celebrating, I wish you a restful, peaceful holiday and a great start to 2023 and look forward to continuing sharing our message with our great guests um, on the K2 Sales Podcast. So thank you for tuning in and again, happy holidays and happy 2023.